big woodsman Paul Bunyan? I'm gonna say yes. I would I would actually go and say that like Paul Bunyan would fall more into the kaijin category than the kaiju category. And that's just because it's very, very large human man, but again, not necessarily like a wasn't wasn't magical. He's just he's just a man who got really big and then it's like, well, I'm gonna go and deforest an entire place in a single swing. Still deforest the whole place, so yeah. I mean, if you wanna get technical, his his ox blue would be more kaiju than like him. <laughs> Just a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Different series that require a spoiler warning will be in the description. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Theater Podcast. Today's episode is going to be something interestingly different for a new section of gaming theater podcasts that we plan on doing. And so these are our classic monster reviews. A classic monster review is essentially where we take one monster that has shown up in multiple forms of different media, be it video games, books, comics, movies, anime, whatever other cases that may be, and that they just keep reoccurring themselves over and over again. Similar to like some of the other things that we've talked about. So in today's episode, we're going to go with Kaiju, the giant monster's of the film now to help me out with this episode of this podcast we've got a couple of people guests that are with us today i am uh, your host uh, my name is leo i'm the geek scorpio so this is steven i am nibble star if you'll find me uh constantly hanging around bugging geek scorpio leo because that's what i like to do i'm kyle also known as k i'm the broasaurus or just bro for short you'll pretty much find me like anywhere and everywhere all right great so with that before we get started as always let's take a quick stop in the magical merch booth Hi everyone, this is Dean Dane and Zombie Hand for Gaming Theater Podcast. For the month of November, we have decided to team up with a great charity called Extra Life. Extra Life is a fundraising program of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. The Extra Life community fundraises year-round to change kids' health to change the future. Donations go to children's hospitals to fund critical, life-saving treatments and healthcare services, along with innovative research, vital pediatric medical equipment, and child life services. Each year, both of us have been doing a live stream event to help raise funds for Extra Life. For the month of November, Gaming Theater will donate $5 for each of our Patreon members. There will also be links in the description for each member of Gaming Theater Presents who's doing a live stream for Extra Life. Dates and times of when these streams will go live will be listed on Gaming Theater Presents Twitter and Facebook feed. Gaming Theater loves video games, and playing them to help a cause is something that we can all get behind. If you also want to help, you can join us on Twitch, help spread the word about Extra Life, or donate to our Extra Life campaigns. Thank you for listening to this little part about Extra Life, and now back to the show. Alright, so now that we've gone through this, let me kind of explain the, the origins to this. So, what we know of is kaijus. They've been kind of more and more popular, but they've never really died down in popularity since they started appearing in the films in films since the 50s the origin and the name for kaiju comes from is a japanese term which is for a type of uh, a strange beast is what it sort of roughly relates to but in general kaijus are usually gigantic monsters and i think um uh, it's one of the few things that they called like dinosaurs when they first found uh, bones uh, of dinosaurs being uh, in different areas. 
I might be wrong about that one, though. That one is ruled outside the realm of possibility, though. I mean, if you think about it, you find this giant bone head of a what would appear to be a reptilian monster. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, especially back then when like technology wasn't nearly as advanced as it was. I'm sure they've unearthed things back way back in the day as well before technology got to a point where we could better identify. And I would say that that's pretty accurate. I probably, probably still qualified as a kaiju. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're starting at the beginning of kaijus, we're going to have to start with where the name kind of starts appearing into the into our normal vernacular, which is about 1954. Uh, that's when the first movie, Godzilla, which is officially considered the first kaiju film to actually come about. One thing that's kind of to note, it's not even the first monster, giant monster movie that's, it, that came out. Before that, and which is arguably as popular, was King Kong. But there's no terminology for it. They just called it a giant monster. And before that, you still have tall tales like Paul Bunyan of a giant monster. And you also have other sort of uh, sort of things. Dragons in mythology come up. Krakens, by their definition, might uh, are also giant monsters. So having a giant monster isn't outside of the norm uh, in this case. But kaiju is where we get that. And it's because of a type of filming of these giant monsters, specifically from ja- uh, from Japan. Oh, no, I was going to say something that a lot of people don't actually uh, uh, know in terms of, like, Godzilla is that although he's, like, you know, considered, like, the base mold for a lot of giant monster and uh, kaiju films, uh, there was a film prior to Godzilla, uh, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, that um, is is heavily attributed to the inspiration behind Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, yes, it's actually very true in that because The Beast uh, from 20,000 Fathoms, I remember correctly, was in 19... 52? It came out one or two years before Godzilla did. That is that is 100% true. But yes, that is actually very, uh, very accurate to what the bros there are saying. Is that Godzilla himself was modeled after the American film The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Well, not modeled, but... Well... But, like, heavily inspired. Yeah, heavily inspired. Because if I remember correctly, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms was a quadruped where Godzilla was a, uh, you know, biped. Yes, because uh, the the creature itself, if I remember correctly as well, um, very very dinosaur esque in terms of its design. Uh, again, much like uh, you were saying there, quadruped versus bipedal, and I believe it was also um, had had a lot of it attributed to like atomic explosions and tests is why said creature rose up. You know. It's a uh, atomic bomb testing. Of course, like this was kind of the, this was kind of the theme back in that day too. Is like, you know, what are the outcomes of nuclear uh, fallout? Essentially, what will, what would radiation do to the monsters? Because uh, if you also think about it too, it's like if anybody's ever seen that film, then I know Bro here has at least he's got a good idea of what's going on with it. The 1997 Godzilla is actually more is more closely resembled to what the beast from 20,000 fathoms was the American Godzilla, because that was based off of a, uh, an, a, a essentially a mutated iguana. So I'm sure it wasn't an iguana. I'm trying to remember what the actual, what the actual uh, lizard was that, that they based it off of, but that's, that's kind of the same thing. It shared a lot of similarities to the beast from 20,000 fathoms. Just again, biped instead of quadruped. Yeah. So this, this sort of uh, phrase will end up be uh, doubling up on each other. They uh, between these films, especially in the early fifties, they kind of define what a kaiju's, what makes a kaiju film a kaiju monster. 
so the biggest ones is that uh, the biggest ones that I found from my research and is this, and they don't all, and this is one of your those moments where your mileage may vary, because not every description of it sticks with this description, and it still can be uh, defined as a kaiju film. So the first one is giant monster. It just has to be big. So if it's that's one of the biggest characteristics, pun intended, of a kaiju film is that the the creature is massive. Mainly to describe that, you know, this is a concept of something that you cannot stop instantaneously. It's just a giant beast. That's sort of the big defining trait that's just across the board. If it's not a giant monster, why you can't call it a kaiju. And the second thing is that they it, they simply the kaiju will typically represent a massive concept that we're putting into the form of a monster, like an allegory or a type of uh, physical, not an effigy, but like an allegory for it. For Godzilla, that was simple. It was atomic weapons. The It was atomic warfare, atomic weapons, and it created this, this devastating monster that could not be stopped, which kind of makes sense because the origins of, of Godzilla was from, um, the director and the creator was originally from, I think, Hiroshima? Mm. Or uh, was he from I'm trying Hiroshima? I that one, to be honest with you. I, I didn't really... I know that's what his inspiration was, is the atomic bombs dropping. Yeah, it was, 100% was the inspiration for now, that, so... That being said, but that's not always the case. There is other uh, kaiju films where the... Like, if you take Pacific Rim, for example, climate change was a big effect to it, because the climate change effect... Uh, it was part of the plot of the movie. The climate was being changed so rapidly that it made it hospitable for these kaijus to even bother to do it to uh mo like monsters to come in and attack the, the and want to take over because why bother taking over a planet that you can't actually survive on though you know there's several movies out there that apparently that little tidbit doesn't stop them i think signs is the one i'm thinking of some people just want to watch the world burn, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or rather, some monsters just want to watch the world. Don't burn. conquer a planet that you're that's basically acidic to yourself. Don't attack a planet with the intention of conquering it if your weakness is water. I mean, so sometimes you just want to wreck shit to wreck shit, you know? I, I guess. We're looking at you, War of the Worlds. We're looking at you. You know, um, and when the planet is coated in, you know, 71% of your weakness. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> Sure. Um, but there's other ones like that. Uh, Mechagodzilla was a was an effigy for, of uh, technologies that some people see that as like because me every time Mechagodzilla shows up, Mechagodzilla goes crazy. Well, it, it depends on which iteration of Mechagodzilla we're talking about here, uh, because in reality, Mechagodzilla is only a machine at the end of the day until you get to the more recent version of Mechagodzilla, where you find out Mechagodzilla is being controlled by a spirit. Um, and I'm not talking the most recent, uh, legacy Godzilla movie, which, although that mecha Godzilla was dope, which was just Ghidorah spoiler, uh, controlling it at the end of the day. I'm talking about the most recent Japanese, uh, mecha Godzilla film that had come out. I think, Oh shoot. Because was... you're, re you're referring to, uh, Kiryu is the one. Yes, Kiryu, thank you. Because that was actually built upon Godzilla's remains. Correct. Or the prior Godzilla, I should say. Yep. And that Godzilla was, uh, that pretty much that Kiryu, uh, the Kiryu Mecha uh, Godzilla was the one that was, went ballistic, but just sheer, sheer fact that it was just, it was Godzilla at the end of the day. It was just Godzilla doing what Godzilla does best, shows up, wrecks shit, leaves. 
Yeah, and then uh, King Kong films tend to have something about. Uh, I think the original was about colonialism. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, and so that's where they have. But essentially, they're a concept, and we put it into the form of a giant monster because that's because that makes for a better film. Plus, it's fun to watch a monster fight. All right, so that's the sort of the big the the second representation. The third one is conventional weaponry does not work. Guns, uh, firearms, and missiles usually will not work for it against this monster. Or the amount of them is so much that it's ridiculous to put, to even consider that as a viable option. Uh, Pacific Rim makes a makes a good example of that. The first kaiju that shows up before they make the 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 robots, which I can't remember their name, the robots name now, but before they make those robots to fight the the kaiju, it took them. Five days of non-stop firing, a massive destruction before they finally put, brought one kaiju down. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the Jaegers is what you're talking about, by the way. Jaegers, that's what they're called. Oh, don't shoot them. You'll just make them angry. Don't shoot them. Make them angry. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if we're, if we're also going to say, like, where, you know, conventional uh, conventional weapons can't kill them, uh, or, you know, like, it takes a crap ton of conventional weapons to kill them. Hey, guess what, American 1997 Godzilla? You're out! You died. <laughs> Missiles to your neck, bud. You're dead. A lot of them. That wasn't even that much. It was like maybe six. They just got him trapped up on the on the bridge and then hit him with like six missiles in the neck and he went down. Oh, that's true. It was just fast. He was very quick. That's all it was. But yeah. So that's one of the other things, and which is either which is why a lot of the solution is send another kaiju to fight them. See all 50 plus Godzilla films that have another kaiju. See, so that's actually something kind of funny about the whole like lead a kaiju to destroy a kaiju uh, concept. Uh, there is a uh, a Godzilla movie to this day. I love it because of how ridiculous it is. It's a uh, Final War. Yes, good one. Yes, that's a great one. Oh, I love that one. Yes, and Final Wars is a perfect example of it because you know we we fight Godzilla, we lose to Godzilla, we we lure Godzilla to the Arctic, yep. break the Arctic underneath Godzilla, freeze them in there, and then sure enough, aliens are like, "We want peace. We wish to coexist with you." As they're secretly, you know, spoilers here, uh, infiltrating the mm-hmm. ranks of every single government in the world. And sure enough, you know, it's like, well, your option for peace kind of sucked. So other alien takes out, you know, first alien goes, cool, you're going to be our cattle now. And uh, by the way, this is now a hostile takeover. Proceeds to release every single captured kaiju along the world. And we have to literally rely on our initial destructor to combat this. And the, and the way we go about it, we break the ice, we let Godzilla out, and then we, like, carrot and stick Godzilla to every major city with a kaiju to have Godzilla then face that kaiju as the aliens are going, this isn't right. We need this guy. You know, we need this monster. It's like, we can't... It, we we've tried capturing Godzilla and every attempt has failed. Why? It's Godzilla, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, plot armor first off, second off, Godzilla. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and to this day, one of the main reasons why I love this movie so much is the sheer fact that like, uh, Toho, the creators of Godzilla, bought the rights to the American Godzilla from 1999, yes. the Matthew Roderick film if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And it, they get to Sydney, Australia with the with the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> the the aliens are like, all right, send him in. 
and they they just beam drop in the American Godzilla, rebranded as Zilla, Z-I-L-L-A. Yeah. And they have Zilla face Godzilla. The fight took all of 20 seconds, ending in like Zilla being smacked into the Sydney Opera House and then just beam deathed. Yep. And just the alien throwing a tantrum over that. It's just like, I knew I shouldn't have gone and trusted that fish eater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I laughed pretty hard at that. I it was, was like, such a good scene. It was. Because, <laughs> again, it's just one of those, like, just taking jabs at it. The Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Was it 1999? I guess it was 99. That's 99. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking 97. That's right. Because then Godzilla 2000 came out to redeem the actual Godzilla franchise at that point. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The one Godzilla movie that I actually fell asleep during. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, it's never a good sign if you're falling asleep to a kaiju movie. All that destruction, man! I'm taking a nap in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you <laughs> on that one. I remember, I remember seeing that in the theater too. Kind of walking out at the end, it all just feeling so much heavy disdain. Going, that's not my Godzilla. Ninety-eight. It's uh, ninety-eight. 98 okay, yeah. Came. Oh, is it ninety-eight? It was in that ballpark. I was, I, I was still in high school. Like, uh, I was, I was a sophomore in high school when it came out. So that would have been ninety-eight. So with that, uh, but yeah, Toho is the big... Toho makes other things than Godzilla, right? Yes. Yeah, but Toho's biggest franchise is, of course, Godzilla. Yeah, because Toho creates... Yeah, Toho also does animation, if I remember correctly, yes. too. They, yes, they do. Um, They did Macross. Yeah, they did Macross. They did Gold Go 13, so... Oh, yeah, I'm right now looking at it right now, too. So they did Macross. Uh, oh, My Neighbor Totoro. That's another one. They did Macross. They did Vampire Hunter D. That was another one. Yep. They did a space battleship Yamamoto. And I believe they. Mm-hmm. And I believe they did the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nineteen eighty seven um, intro, and possibly the first four episodes. Oh, they did Akira. That's what I was trying to think of. Akira. That was the big one. I was trying to remember. Yeah, yeah Akira. Yep. Uh, at that time, it was Akira, and then of course, Devil Hunter Yoko was another good one too. Like, even though it was a mini series, I still recommend that. It's a fantastic one. But uh, yeah, not 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 to digress. Like you know, not to get too far off track. Of, yeah, not to get too off our track. Not to digress. This is about Toho. I mean, yes, but no. Well, I mean, it is about, it's about Toho and the fact that it's their baby that they, that they have graced us with for the last fifty plus years. Which you know, at this time too, we should also go ahead and say that hey, you know. We're also on the 50th anniversary of when Godzilla versus Gigan came out, and they had just already released. And I'm going to go ahead and do a shame, shameless plug here. Uh, they had just released the first Toho backed mini project uh, that was an animation of Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Which, for anybody who's watching this podcast, you go to YouTube, you can load it up. It's free. It's a seven minute film. It's just Godzilla and Gigan, an army of Gigans fighting. And then, on, and then at the, by, by the end of it all, this new Gigan shows up called Gigan Rex. Heavily recommend it. Was awesome from the first, like from the moment it started to the moment it ended. Strongly recommend it. Seven minutes of your time, you won't you won't feel like it was wasted, unless you hate watching big things beat the crap out of each other. At that point, <laughs> I just question you. That's all it is. Now, um, that being said, the last thing on that one that's and this is more of a pattern than anything else, and it's not a solid thing, is that they're usually not created by magic. For one reason or another. Correct. Now, the main reason for that, it has to go with that first one that we said earlier as it being, as Kaiju being an allegory. So, if they're made by magic, that's not an allegory for anything. That's a plot excuse to have a giant monster. 
I mean, yep. yeah, because a lot of the origins for a lot of the kaiju, there's the smog monster, which is uh, from that Godzilla fight. I can't remember his name. Hidora. Hidora? Yeah. It's Hidora. But it's uh, made from pollution. There's aliens, which airdrop. You're thinking Gigan, which is also a fusion of like technology. There's also King Ghidorah. Yeah. King Ghidorah. Well, and Gigan's a fusion of alien technology. Um, depending on which iteration it is, but Gigan is alien technology. Robotics cybernetics and the most common one radiation yep. radiation is big for making things big at least in the 50s later once science is once people learn more about radiation they realize that's not gonna work nearly as often as you think which if we're gonna talk about how it can't be magic well i'm sorry power rangers but pretty pretty much damn near every single one of your monsters gotta go most of them were most of them only grew to the size of a kaiju because of uh reed repulsa's magic wand or, like, you know, varying other, like, uh, scientific experiments. True. Because, uh, like, look at, um... Oh, shoot, what was it? What am I thinking? Uh, Lightspeed Rescue. Yeah, Lightspeed Rescue. Yep. Yeah, yep. science in that case. Yeah, it was science in that one, yeah. But not all of the Power Rangers so. fall under that category. Some of those monsters are kaijus. Yeah, that's why I said most of them. Not all. Goldar technically isn't the kaiju. They strip him of his powers, which makes him smaller. Because he loses wings, right? Uh, no, he keeps his he keeps his wings, but he no, he starts out small. He just his wings are just always tucked in. Yeah, they're always tucked in until he grows, then his wings go out. The original Sentai that that's based on is uh, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, <clears throat> it's not good to be a kid in that show. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, it's a it's a lot darker and a lot weirder. Yeah. No. Yeah, OG Green Ranger dies in the original one, and then that's why the Red Ranger gets uh, the Dragon Crest, which is why, you know, in the American audience, it's like, uh, yes, we've lost our Green Ranger. Pass your powers on to, uh, to keep them a part of the grid, and it's just like, uh, here you go, Red. Thanks. <laughs> Not to mention that the uh, Rita Repulsa of the original Sentai, uh, Bandora, uh, serves the Great Satan. That she does. That's the... Uh... This is where your mileage may vary. In general, most uh, most of the more well-known kaijus fit under all of those categories, but not all of them. Godzilla is the creator and not, nails all the, the tropes for it. But we still think of things like Kamen Rider and um, Mighty Warf Power Rangers and such as a kaiju because it's related to the uh, giant monsters. So this is where your mileage may vary on your debate on whether it is or is not a kaiju is dependent on which how many of these things that they hit. See, because I feel like in terms of common Rider, more often than not, the the enemies themselves aren't actually giant even to begin with. More often, they are fairly small, and they tend to remain that way. Um, I think Ultraman would be a better Ultraman. Ultraman would be a Ultraman much better a, example. Is a kaiju way for sure. better example for kaijus, to be honest with you, because that's all a good chunk of what Ultraman really was. Was just giant monster versus just, alien pro yeah. wrestler. Pretty much. I mean, that's, that's, but that's not wrong. It's that's not, exactly, that's, exactly what Bro that's, just said. It's funny because that's accurate. It's really it's, accurate. And that's that's one of the reasons why Ultraman has kind of like stood out over the centuries, you know? Is like, it's the test of time. It's just like, if you have a monster with giant claws that could shoot beams, how do you face that? Well, we have this giant man who's made out of some sort of energy source who grew from a smaller man in some cases. And uh, he's yep. just going to pile drive this monster, you know? He's going to pull out a Kaneku Buster or just, like, cross-chop its chest or throw him into right, a mountain yeah. you know, and just, like, blast him with a with a beam from his elbow. And we love that. <laughs> it's legit. It's a legit strategy. I see. It works. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if we didn't have that though, too, then it's like for anybody in the professional wrestling world though, too, would, would also not understand that Jushin Liger, one of the greatest wrestlers, as well as Tiger Mask too, was based off of Sentai style characters, Ultraman, and you know everything else. So, I mean, kind of little, kind of little fun sprinkle into that one in there too. But that's a, that's a different podcast down the line where we'll talk about that because there's always going to be that. I believe that there is a wrestler, which professional wrestler, which goes by um, the nickname Kaiju. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Kaiju Big Patel. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. So so Kaiju Big Patel is actually a wrestling franchise, not a uh, wrestler. Yes, it is. And the way that they work is that they actually use, uh, you know, very Kaiju inspired costumes. Yep. And they yep. they do it in a wrestling mannerism. Like, there's actually a dude who's called uh, Doctor Cube. Yes, I was just looking at that. And just it's it's straight up a man like in a like a business suit or like a, a long sleeve shirt who wears a cardboard box and like you know a face cut out. They've got a, and that is that is the the wrestling gimmick there. They've got a referee called. You call that a knife, Dundee? Come on. Yep. Please, please tell me they have small buildings for the ring. No, sadly. Um, I believe for the most part it's it's standard wrestling uh, rings, but they do actually have like models and the like that are uh, in there. Uh, because one of the wrestlers is yep. a giant waffle. French toast. French toast. Yep. His nickname is the Awful Waffle. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> But yes, there there are actual giant buildings in the ring which get, you know, thrown around and used as weapons and, and there are chairs still. Kaiju Big Battle Phyto Fantasy was a video game released on PC and mobile platforms. Now I'm gonna have to go hunt this down. Funny enough, actually, I wanna say it's at uh it's a, it's it's in my Steam <laughs> wish list to go and actually use for uh a future stream. Let me see here. I'm gonna see if it's actually on Steam. If it is, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be purchasing that. Anyways, get back on track. That's amazing. Uh, it is, and I actually do have it. <laughs> is it Colossal Kaiju Combat? Is that what it is? Or? Uh, no, it's actually called Kaiju Big Battle Fight of Fantasy. There it is, yeah. Now, as certain things go, with Kaijus, they also have their own subcategory for Kaiju films. If you're wondering why we're talking about mostly films, because that's where the Kaiju title remains, but other things are basically Kaiju for itself. Godzilla is canon in the Marvel Universe somewhere. <laughs> I always thought that hilarious. <laughs> I can actually go on about this one here because in the Marvel universe, there is Godzilla. And yes, he is an actual kaiju. The thing I find funny about that version and just in terms of Godzilla in general is there is never a straight standard size. Um, there is a man and he becomes a very, very heavily inspired. Uh, um. Godzilla monster, if you will. His name, and I love this, is uh, the American Kaiju. And uh, depending on the depiction, he's either got like a, the American flag like painted on his head or like down the front of the body and just constantly shouts USA. <laughs> just won't stop. Oh and the reason as to how, like, how he got these powers is it was a, uh, a project I guess who America to uh, to create a new super soldier. So they they use Doc Ox lizard formula, pim particles, and um, oh not Doc Ox um no uh, Hank Pym, 
The no, Hank Pym Pym. particles, and if it's it's uh, you're talking about the lizard, right? Dr. Correct. Connors. Yes. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Connors. Dr. Connors. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Connors. Connors lizard formula. Um, Hank Pym's Pym particles, as well as uh, uh, the Super Soldier Serum, and then of course Gamma enhancements. Hmm. Why not? Why not? And so the result of it is a giant, massive, very heavily inspired Godzilla monster by the name of American Kaiju that shouts USA. I'm actually I'm actually looking at this Godzilla too, and I actually like there's a lot of things about this I didn't know because I actually forgot that there was a Godzilla Marvel and that's Earth six one six in terms of which uh, multiverse it's a part of. But well, six one six main. Yeah, so. that's the main one. So that's, that's legit. Ours. Yeah, that's legitimate. <laughs> oh yeah. Ours. Um, but it, it gets even more interesting, though, is like as I'm reading this, it uh, this Godzilla, the Marvel Godzilla, follows the same rule as the Hulk. It It's one of the only few monsters that actually has rage power, which obviously means the more angry it is, the stronger it gets. So, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. It is considered one of the three strongest beings, uh, entities on Earth. On Earth, mind oh, yeah. you, not not in the universe. So, but on Earth, it is considered one of the three strongest being. Obviously, the Hulk being the strongest because it's the it's Hulk. it's just kind of his gimmick. It's his, it's a shtick. There's a reason why he's got a form called World uh, World Breaker Hulk, where he just takes a step and the Earth underneath him shatters. Like straight oh, up. absolutely. Yeah. So one one thing that I find is actually very noteworthy about the American Kaiju, um, in terms of Marvel Comics, is that the actual humans name himself, like the guy's name before he you know becomes American Kaiju. Is a pun of Godzilla. His his name is Todd Ziller. Oh God, <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. Uh, sometimes I love comic book logic because if your name sounds like it's the start of a of a supervillain, you're kind of done. Yeah, kind of. You don't see a whole lot of John, uh, Smith Johnsons running around, but you uh, turning into superheroes or supervillains. But you know. A guy whose nickname is Icicle, uh, whose last name is Freeze, his nickname is Icicle. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Marvel, in that case, there is uh, there was this period where Marvel decided to exp- uh, have a series of comics that were Marvel, but designed, uh, it was called Marvel Manga. They were designed as, uh, yes. with similar origins for manga. That's the origin for Hulk. Turns into a Godzilla... <laughs> I, I'm not surprised by that in the slightest bit, but it makes total sense because again, rage power. That's because that's literally what how it works. Is that Hulk gets angrier? Hulk, and as long as his Hulk is angry, Hulk has a very strong chance of not dying ever. Oh yeah, um, I mean they've they've shown Hulk surviving like the vacuum of space, yep. little atomic bombs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, there's actually a run of comics which I highly recommend um, for the Hulk because it actually brings him back to his original theme of being more of a. Uh, a horror uh, character than anything else, um, the Immortal Hulk. Oh yeah, but yeah, if you were trying to, if you were trying to say, even Marvel doesn't have a kaiju. Nay, Marvel has, with permission from Toho, the kaiju. Yeah, and they have yeah. that with the permission of Toho, and it's kind of interesting too because we talk about that as well because it's like you know kind of different back to Toho, um, and their you know integration with a lot of things. If it weren't for Toho though, we wouldn't have nearly. I mean, we would still have it, but we wouldn't have nearly as many like excellent kaiju monsters that we can look at too. Because we also have others that we can spring from too. That's not just Godzilla. You also have the giant kaiju turtle known as Gamera. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Rodan, the giant pterodactyl. Yep, Rodan, the King Caesar, yeah, King Caesar, uh, which was a that was always an interesting one. King Caesar to me um, was King Caesar the the giant crab. No, no, you're thinking of uh, Eber. Yeah, that was Eber. Oh, King, that's Eber. King Caesar was the uh, was the bipedal uh, dog like monster. I I can't remember what he actually was, but it, I want to say he was based more upon like the Japanese lions. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, which weirdly enough. I mean, I'm I'm gonna bash on King Caesar a little bit, like if if only because I feel a little bit bad. King Caesar kind of reminds me of like a very strange shaved poodle, but <laughs> <laughs> technically based upon you know like based on a a shisa, a shisa, yeah, shisa yes. yeah, yeah. It's like a weird cross between like a lion and a dog. Nah, no, that's well, that's exactly what a shisa is. So yes, you're absolutely right. Kyle's uh, Kyle's 100 right on that. So. Um, and then, of course, you also have like a couple others though, too. Like you have Evera, the giant crab, uh, and then the one that was actually, if anybody ever saw, had, if anybody had recently watched uh, Godzilla, uh, the anime um, Zero Point, then you also had uh, uh, the one based off the dinosaur uh, Angira. Uh, oh, Angiris. Yeah, Angiris. Thank you. Which was based off an actual dinosaur of the uh, the Ankylosaurus. So it's just a giant mutated Ankylosaurus or, well, depending on which iteration again, like that one is actually more like Angiris was actually just a dinosaur who just survived. And yeah. that's all it was. That's all Angiris was, but they still classify him as a Kaiju because again, he does, uh, he does have some characteristics to Kaijus where it's like, he's able to turn into a giant rolling ball and just bounce around like a giant spike ball and just smash into things. Yeah. And then, you know, and like, that's just like I said, so it's like, if we, when we stop to think about it though, it's like, if it weren't for Toho being around then, and I mean, Toho is the reason why we are where we are, where we have space dragons, AKA King Ghidorah. We have, we have, uh, uh, Leviathans, uh, which is actually just called the dragon which was another Godzilla monster or no, actually, I'm sorry. It was not a Godzilla monster. It was a Godzilla. It was in the Godzilla verse, but it was its own show kind of like Gamera. Um, but it was actually just called dragon. And it was like a 1984 film, if I remember correctly, but it was just the giant sea monster that Toho, Toho had created based off of Leviathan essentially. So yeah. And back to the point, like Toho and Godzilla are not the first sort of big origins of it. Like you Leviathans are mentioned in in the old testament that's how old that is yep so we've always had concepts of it and uh, of of things that this giant but having just a strict this is a quick way to describe a giant monster as a kaiju that that is doesn't come up until about the 50s and we don't even play with it a lot until about the 80s 90s when Mm, actually closer to 60s 60s and 70s when yeah because that's that's a uh, I'm trying to remember which era of Godzilla that was where it was literally like every year I think had two Godzilla films and it was Godzilla versus something. Oh, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because in yeah. terms of like Godzilla verse films, mm-hmm. uh, that was yeah. that was more towards um, I want to say the '60s actually. Yes, I think you're right. I do think it was the '60s as well. And it- because you you would have Godzilla versus Megalon, Godzilla versus um. Mothra yep. versus Monster Zero, uh, aka you know King Ghidorah or 
Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yeah, which would make sense uh, cinematically because the fifties to the sixties was the sort of the rise of the monster mo- of the monster movie. And I mean, that's also where uh, that's also too in that era as well as where where we also got the legendary Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm-hmm. So it was that same. It was in that same era. I think that was actually one of the first ones to kick the whole thing off too. Was Godzilla versus King Kong, and then they just kind of went from there, where Godzilla started fighting all these other monsters. Because before then, it was just Godzilla, and then Godzilla raids again. It's uh, not the first of those, but it is. Uh, it was the most. It, it was an early one. It is an early. And the thing is, is that yeah, it was a very early one that helped it get to the masses for it because yeah and they sort of took the times from like the 30s and 40s when you would have monster x meaning monster y or dracula frankenstein frankenstein versus dracula and a bunch of other ones that are that are like that so yep but this is the one that you have king kong which at this point um would have been controlled by rko and king kong cinematically is one of the most famous films out there because it was the first big film with special effects yep that is true. Well, and and on top of it, when you think about King Kong, King Kong is technically America's uh, giant monster, our kaiju, if you will. Um, and the reason is, and actually, this is something I found out um, that's very interesting because uh, this is going to be very heavily spoiler uh, spoiler filling, you know, for like a '60s movie. But the reason as to why King Kong uh, beats Godzilla, although Godzilla is stronger more powerful and has a wider variety of attacks. Um, the reason why King Kong wins in the original film is because Toho wanted to appeal to American audiences. Yep. That is very true there. And cause this also sparked the, uh, the argument too. It was like, no, that's not true. That's like, cause there was a myth about there being a dual ending where uh, in the Japanese version of it all, Toho has Godzilla beat King Kong. And it's not a myth. They've made that, but the canon has it as King Kong wins against Godzilla. Yeah, the, I mean, it's it, yeah. Still, point being though, um, but it's a uh, uh, Godzilla. Um, Godzilla is the one that comes out, or not Godzilla? King Kong's one that comes out. It's exactly because of what Bro said there. It was exactly because they wanted to appeal to the American audience, and they also wanted to get Godzilla back up and running again because after Godzilla raids again, which was the first also introduction of Anguirus. So that's another reason why I'm a big fan of Anguirus because our baby, our, 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 our boy, the Ankylosaurus shows up in that film, the second movie of Godzilla and has been around ever since then. Uh, they wanted to get this going because they already plan on having uh, Godzilla wrestling matches every two years, essentially. And that's what they were going for. <laughs> My favorite thing is after this, like the United States' film companies don't make very many kaiju-based films, but what they do make is a large series of monkey and ape-based movies, like Planet of the Apes, King Kong Jr. I think is one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's, I think it's called Big George. I want to say there's one with a giant ape, but he's not as big. Not as big. That, well, of course, that'll come up later in the, the 80s. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, Rampage. Yeah, Rampage. Yeah. Rampage is the game, and of course. You've got a giant gorilla, a giant lizard, and a giant wolf. Depending on which version of Rampage, I don't know if I would call the most recent with with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson a kaiju film. Because while they were big and they were genetically mutated this way, they weren't really kaiju size. They were more giant monsters, if anything. Yeah, because like kaiju size, like when you think kaiju, you got to also keep in mind like 
we're talking like these things are as big as a practical building, not not like a quarter the size of your average 10 story building. So, I mean, well, even then, still, most monsters do range in size. Typically, you can see them being like half a skyscraper in height. Like by by all intents and purposes, they don't start out as kaiju, but they do grow to kaiju size. Yeah. That's true, and I think, and I think that. Well, actually, another thing about that too. I think what the Gator technically classifies as a kaiju, because he was pretty freaking big, like bigger than the George and the Wolf. I do remember that. Yeah. So, if we get down down to it, that would make sense. Like the Gator would classify as a kaiju, a kaiju, but the other two would not. They would just be big monsters. I mean, they're giant monsters. Like, I'm not gonna go be the one facing down George and Lizzie and. And Ralph, and just thinking to myself, you know what? Now's a good time to figure out the dichotomy of this. <laughs> <laughs> just pause mid fight, you know? Just like, hmm, do you classify as a giant? Well, and then we have, we have to. Well, and then we also have to ask that question though too. It's like if we go based off the '80s uh, arcade game that had had been released, are the Techniki Kaiju's in that too? Because at the end of it all, when they get defeated, they transform back into a small human being. Yes, they are, and here's why. Their ability to turn from small to big is not what determines the kaiju. However, each one of them has a plot related to pollution on how they get and radiation on how they turn they transform. Oh, that's right. You're right. I forgot about the radiation. Yep, because at at the at the end of it, it is science that has fucked things up and caused them to be those giants. God damn it, science! Uh, plus, Rampage is really fun for just pr- destroying a building or two. I will always remember the night that we were over at your house, Leo, and Kyle and I were just, we were all playing the, I think it was the GameCube Rampage? Yeah, it was the GameCube Rampage. And, like, I think it was, like, 1 a.m. in the morning, and we're, just, like, on stage 100, <laughs> and at that, that point, I'm just, I'm tapping out, because I'm just, like, holding my controller and falling asleep and my character's just drifting to the left, walking to the left towards the wall. And Kyle looking over was like, we should probably call it Steve's asleep. Oh, no, no, we finished that game. You oh, did, we, did. we finished that game. That's right, we did. Because we were like, huh, we got to be close to the end. So I was like, I needed like five minutes to like stand up, stretch, walk around. <laughs> you took yeah. shifts in sleeping mode while the other one yeah. covers them. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. And, a then, long and then we and then we said never again. We will never <laughs> do that again. I don't think I've touched a rampage game since then because of how much I just don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> Those games are super long. Even the one in the arcade has something like fifty plus stages on it. And oh I, yeah. And then I swore off ever actually, you know, playing all the way through that game again. It's fun to pick up. I mean, hear me, hear me out. Be a great extra life game. Yeah, it really would actually. It would be. Just go down. You know that's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll plan it for next year because I do. I do have rampage. Rampage. So. And I have the ability to. I also have the ability to connect a GameCube to a HDMI output, so an Elgato device, so we could stream it if we wanted to do that. If we wanted to put ourselves through that hell. How about ro- Robot Alchemic Drive? Oh, that, yes, that's a kaiju. It, it is fun for what it is. It was hard for me to play it. But K-Mai could totally do it because he had more patience than me like, than I did. <laughs> such such awful voice acting. And then we also have the other PlayStation 2 classic that is a kaiju, uh, War of the Monsters. Ah, uh, so good. That's a hard game. With this, this sort of brings up to my point of that there's weird subcategories for it, depending on which you have. Now, they mostly have different terminology for it. The first one is what's called a kaiju 
Iga, if I'm saying this right, which is essentially is a large bra of kaiju. You, this is your kaiju free for all. This is where we just want to see sixteen mo- uh, monsters take each other on at the same time. Final Wars probably would be one of those ones. Destroy all monsters. You'll destroy all monsters. Yeah. If you told me destroy all monsters had a plot, I wouldn't care. I know what I'm about. I know where I've watched this movie for. I want to see a bunch of monsters fight each other. It's like going to a Transformers film. I'm not there for the plot. I'm there to watch big robots beat the crap out of each other. Wait, exactly. you're there for the plot? I was there for the Michael Bay, like, you know, bass boom in my head. <laughs> uh, there's also one called, uh, a subgenre called Aikaiju, which refers to the Great Kaiju, which is usually singular monsters that attack and everyone's fighting them. That's more of like akin to the classic Godzilla movie or the original King Kong film or the remake to the Klingon film, remake to Godzilla. Well, not just that, also the uh, um, the most, well, the, uh, in the most recent anime, uh, the most recent Godzilla Planet Monster, uh, Planet Godzilla anime that came out. That's a, uh, that's a great, that's a great one right there actually to, uh, to die Kaiju because that's the whole plot of that is that basically Godzilla succeeded in getting rid of all the humans on the planet and then they jumped, like they all left the planet, came back like 10,000 years later, and Godzilla has grown to an astronomical size, and they have to fight him to try to get their planet back. Yep. There's also um, Kaijin, which uh, is an interesting one. A Kaijin is, is a kaiju sized monster, but it's a humanoid kaiju sized monster, like Ultraman. Common Rider. So you actually might find this kind of funny uh, in terms of Kaijin, something that people actually don't realize. Um, and, and it won't make sense to when I first say this, but Frankenstein's monster is actually a kaijin, not the 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 Americanized version or English one. But in the Japanese movies, there are two massive Frankensteins. Those would be perfect examples of uh, kaijin. Really? Oh, yes. Yes. There's a there's a kaiju called uh, called Frankenstein, isn't it? Yep. Literally, it's an ancient giant human. Yep. Um. Neanderthal in appearance looks like a caveman, but is called Frankenstein. Right, I remember that. It looks super weird. Just picture Frankenstein, but unga bunga. Like some cross between the Neanderthal. I love it, but like big, <laughs> and still has apparently a loincloth from a bunch of other monsters that are basically listen it's fashion can you really go and like critique it hey we don't judge man we don't judge but like said frankenstein has gone against other monsters including like baragon godzilla even uh uh what she was called i can't remember what it was there was another one that like uh that Frankenstein fought, but I can't remember what the other giant monster was. Unfortunately, I don't have much knowledge on that one because I don't think I've ever actually seen the That's Frankenstein. That's fair. I, like, I, I knew they existed, but I don't, I've never watched them. Just plus oh, I have time to do so. There's a lot of kaiju movies. What is it? Toho alone has 32, 32 movies? That is just Godzilla. And they got a new one coming out, baby. They're adding to it, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Another, another Godzilla versus Gigan. Bring it on. I'm on for this. I mean, if it's anything like the 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 recent like short cinematic that we got there, I am all about it. Yeah, give me that Gigan Rex. Like, I want to see that in an actual film, <laughs> right? The last kind of uh, subgenre that they have is is called the Sijin. 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 S e i j i n. Sijin. Yeah. So it is essentially when 
you have a kaiju film, but it's specifically against an extraterrestrial. So Ghidorah. So Ghidorah is the big one. Ghidorah is the big one there. Monster Zero. A lot of Ultraman monsters would fall under that category. Technically, anything from Pacific Rim. Almost all of Ultraman yeah. monsters fall under that category, actually, now I think about it. I don't think a single Ultraman monster was not a space monster. Like There's, there's like, very few and far ones that are, like, you know, from earth but for the most part yeah like uh they come from what was it like planet x or something it's, it's always planet x <laughs> it's always planet x like come on planet x planet x is the, is the bane of our mis- is the uh bane of our happiness they are they are the source of our misery when it comes to that planet x just drops kaijus like it's nobody's business it's like where are we gonna drop these things eh drop drop it on e-arth yeah like this yeah this giant blue marble in the sky that's got like, some giant lizard walking around like an asshole smacking things with his tail yeah just drop it there it'll, it'll be fine I, I don't think they have a game plan for if they ever win they're like this guy stops godzilla that we now have a monster that stopped Godzilla. I hope it doesn't turn on us or anything like that. Well, it's like when you get down to the two, it's like the way they go about how, like, it's how they always have this never ending amount of monsters they just drop on us. <laughs> at that point, doesn't that just make them kind of like they're just throwing out their trash and we're kind of the dumpster for it? Technically, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what they're doing. For like all intents and purposes, Ultraman and Godzilla. speaking. Yeah, Ultraman and Godzilla are the incinerators. That's all they are. They're just the incinerators. Planet X has a real kaiju problem, but they finally figured out a way around it by dumping their kaiju problem on her. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like dropping a monster onto a hospital planet or like a place that, you know, isn't your own makes perfect sense in the sheer fact of one, it is entertainment for us to watch. Doesn't matter if, you know, it, it wins or not, it entertains us. And two, if it does win through whatever miraculous reason, we now have a more knowledgeable threat that we can deal with yep. versus the unknown. Man, one day, one day humans will get the technology to move Godzilla out into the universe and then we'll see who's talking. No, 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 it won't happen, man. Like, did you not remember? Do you not remember Space Godzilla? They tried. So, OK, so that's the thing about Space Godzilla, though. Space Godzilla, you know, or and this is actually something that always makes me laugh. Super Godzilla in Japan. <laughs> um, literally, I kid you not, is because of the result of like Godzilla cells flying into a white hole and then like taking just gaining sentience and then coming back to Earth. Yep. Like a weird, like, astro, like, homing beacon, so to speak. So, like, Space Godzilla is a Godzilla, much like Biolante would be. Technically speaking, Destroya can sort of kind of fall in that, like, realm, as well as, like, uh, Orga. Well, kind of. Destroya was, Destroya's an interesting one, because Destroya actually was a trilobite that was, um, that was evolved from the oxygen destroyer that was made to destroy the original Godzilla. Right. But Destroya then goes on to try to absorb Godzilla cells. And that's kind of like that's where, true, you know, yeah. Destroya then evolves more and more. More and more every time, yeah. Because every time every time Destroya came in contact with Godzilla, Destroya started evolving its form. So that's, that's very true, yes. That's, that's kind of where I'm like sort of kind of with uh, Destroya is that. Yeah, but Destroyer is still one of the coolest monsters. They sort of fall into it, but not really. It's it's an it's an odd one. 
like Orga would be like another example of like monsters to fall in that kind of category. Orga, that was the smog monster, wasn't it? Oh uh, no, that was Hedora. Orga was a monster created from Godzilla cells. Oh, you're right. Yes, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. Cuz essentially it was uh it was an alien monster that absorbed Godzilla's uh, cells, collected it, transformed into probably a monster that should work out both its arms. Because, like, the hand game is strong, but, like... Yeah, but its arm game was, like... It's got a terrible hunch, and then it has, like, a cannon that's built into its shoulder that it would fire from. But it would, cla- but it would classify still as a Saijin, though, because that is an alien Godzilla. Because yep. that's exactly what it was. And, I, I like, I had to remember which one order was. That was the one from Godzilla 2000. Yeah, yeah. So, Millennium, yep. I think is what they called it, right? Yeah, Godzilla 2000 Millennium, and then uh, I think I think he came back later and uh, fight all month like Godzilla. Oh, jeez. Yeah, tell me about it. There's so many Godzilla films. The one that we the one we were heavily praising earlier. It's Final the, Wars. Yeah, it's Final Wars because Orga does come back in that one. Yeah. Yep. So had to think for a second there. Yeah. Orca, funny enough, is also a, uh, a hidden character in Destroy All Monsters, uh, the game. Yes, it is. Uh, it's also in uh, Save the Earth and Unleashed, if I remember correctly, too. I think. So with that, that's sort of our general take on about the, uh, on how kaijus work out. Now, for before we end this, this podcast, I do want to go through over a quick game with you guys called Is It a Kaiju? Based upon all the stuff that you guys know, which of these that you would qualify are kaijus or not? Most of the Mighty Morph Power Ranger enemies, we've already talked about them. Not a kaiju. For the most part. There are some. For the most part. Until about until about halfway through the episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, so, next one uh, I want to go through. Smog. Lord of the Rings. Is it a kaiju? Smog. The dragon? The, the giant dragon. Is it a kaiju? I would, no. I would say no. That's a kami. That's more of a kami. I mean, smog, smog itself. I wouldn't say falls in a kaiju category just because it's just a dragon. You know, yeah. <laughs> Not so much anything that's been like altered to it to create smog into this large scale, almost like force of nature. It was just born. Yeah, it was just born this way and just grew. It's a. It's more of a kami. It's just a dragon. Nothing fancy. All right, Paul Bunyan, big woodsman, Paul Bunyan. I'm gonna say yes. I would, I would actually go and say that like Paul Bunyan would fall more into the kaijin category than the kaiju category, and that's just because it's very, very large human man, but again, not necessarily like a wasn't wasn't magical. He just he's just a man who got really big, and then it's like, well, I'm gonna go and deforest an entire place in a single swing. Still deforest the whole place, so yeah. I mean, if you want to get technical. His his ox blue would be more kaiju than like him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the ox. I was trying to think of the name of the ox. Yes, ox. The ox would definitely be a kaiju. Uh, would be a kaiju. But Paul Bunyan himself, I think, is a kai- is a uh, um a kaiju. Yeah, kaiju. That then Paul Bunyan is a mech. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bunyan is what protects us from the the world from giant. Not blue wrong. Ox. Can we get a can Not we get wrong. like a Paul Bunyan versus King Kong fight? <laughs> That's that's too much flannel for that kind of fight. No, well, yeah, I mean, it'd be yeah, perfect, yeah. though. Look, Paul Bunyan's got a beard. King Kong is covered in fur. Uh, Paul Bunyan has an axe. King Kong has an axe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get you. All right, what about uh, them, the giant ants from the 19th, old 1950s movies, the first big monster movie, the giant ants? Yes. 
I would classify them as a kaiju. Because they're definitely kaiju size compared to an ant. Yeah. And they're still really big. They are irradiated ants that are massive in size. No, I was going to say they're radiated, so they, they 100%, they 100% class, uh, qualify. All I can it. say to that is EDF. EDF. <laughs> EDF. EDF. Oh, we are the valiant infantry. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the, uh, the 4.1. Uh, song better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's what I keep hearing. The 4.1 just had a better jingle to it. Speaking of EDF, uh, the giant spiders in the EDF. Uh, 100% kaiju. 100% kaiju? 100% kaiju. 100%. 100% kaiju. Yeah, they, they count. They, they're 100% kaiju. Okay, how about the Stay Puft Marshmallow? That's a good one. Oh. Mm. I mean, technically speaking, like, in, in for all intents and purposes, technically Stay Puft would count as a kaiju. But I would want to lean Stay Puft more closely to like a kaijin, just because it's a it's a humanoid appearance versus a like monstrous appearance. Well, but if you think about it though, but if you think about it though, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was created from a wish and a concept of because you get to pick your champion and that's the one that Ray picks. Yeah, you get to choose the form of your destructor, and, yeah. and of course, you know, I chose something from like my childhood, just something so innocent and sweet that could never cause anybody else. What did you What did you do, Ray? I thought of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. So I honestly say, even though it's made from spiritual energy, it counts. It's got to. It's a kaiju. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. When you weigh the pros and cons of it, hundred percent does count as a uh, as a kaiju. Because you can only beat that thing by either a stopping a god or possibly hitting it with enough uh, PK energy meter to just drop that sucker, and that mostly gets him to fall down. Then I guess that brings up the second one, uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. I think the Statue of Liberty would be... <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I would actually go in, like, motion for the Statue of Liberty to be more of a mech than an actual uh, kaiju. I mean, they, they were writing inside the Statue of Liberty, so... And and again, it is it is primarily metal, or was it copper, bronze, what was the Statue of Liberty made out of, technically? Bronze, bronze, Co- uh, right? Bronze. But it's yeah, it's it's bronze that is literally being animated to move. It's and that's the thing though, because that's that's yeah. Like I said, if you think about it too, it's like it requires the slime to basically get it going. That's almost on the levels of radiation, and that's almost the same as the me- as counting Mechagodzilla as a kaiju because of of what it's built out of. So I I get I, and it, it kind of it kind of depends with Mechagodzilla because yeah. some forms sure m- more more likely to be uh, you know a kaiju than an actual mech, but other forms are just not. It's a, it's a mech. It's a giant mech. De- so we're pro mech, still on the fence as far as kaiju. <laughs> I would say pro mech for sure, kaiju uh, with an asterisk. Kaiju, but we'll put an asterisk on them. Okay, we're gonna put an a- we're gonna put an asterisk on that one. Kaiju, but with an asterisk because it does require it does require the ghost, uh, the ectoplasm, basically to the ectoplasm to yeah get the to positively that charged point. slime in order to go. Yeah, and actually so that's that's that's, but ki- it's, that's kaiju it's also with still star. being piloted. Yeah. It that's is. the thing. It's being controlled the entire time. That's Hence true. why I would say mech. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah, so that right there automatically, yeah, no, it, that drops it from the kaiju category. It requires <laughs> a pilot. In that case, uh, the movie Monsters vs. Aliens, there's at least two giant creatures on them, but one of them is, uh, is a person and the other one is a giant bug that turns to a butterfly. I, I would say kaiju and kaiju, uh, kaijin. Yeah, I, I, would, I would classify that as kaiju kaijin. Okay, how about this? Charles Barkley once fought Godzilla in a, ba- in a one-on-one basketball match. Kaijin. Kaijin. 
like still good, still good. Yep, still qual- still classifies uh, kaijin. I still feel bad for Godzilla because just Godzilla got dunked in that comic. He did. He got dunked on. I'm sorry, but Godzilla's basketball game is not nearly as strong as Charles Barkley. Listen, Godzilla's around to go and destroy cities, not angles. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, Godzilla's got a massive tail. Just smack Barkley across the across the city of that thing. He'll call it a day. Like basketball game, Barkley one on one actual fight, Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah, being attacked by a, a thousand foot tall Charles Barkley. Speaking of giant, um, the attack of the fifty foot woman, that old classic movie from the fifties, Kaiju, right? Kaiju. Yeah, it's Kaiju because she she uh, she gets that way thanks to science. Sin from Final Fantasy Ten. Kaiju. The giant monster that's terrorizing the place. Yeah, that's a ki- that's a kaiju. Well, actually, no, because it's it's technically created by magic means. Wait, so sin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Final Fantasy X, there's a giant creature called Sin that comes back and attacks, and they have to sacrifice a summoner to to quell it, essentially, to control it. And major spoilers when it comes to Final Fantasy X, but you know, it's what how many years old now? It's like a twenty year old game. At least yeah, at this point, if you haven't played it, that's not our problem. I I actually haven't. Well, bro, it's not our problem. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, based off of everything I'm looking at here right now, I'm I mean, for like all all design purposes, like how how it looks from what I can see, movement wise, absolutely more kaiju than anything else. Yeah, the the summoner who gets sacrificed becomes. Okay, so. But then when you look at its origin, though, it's technically not, though, because, again, it can't be magical. It can't be magical based for to classify as kaiju, and sin is magic based. Mm. Not always. You can still have a magical based kaiju, but they have to represent, they have to still fit in all the other categories. Yeah, and like in and in this case here, I would say sin for by that logic, then, although, like, kaiju in appearance due to size and everything would probably just fall under the whole um like summoning practice and more than anything else yeah well and that's because that's what it is because it's like what kai, it's like what kai said there is that in order for sin to be uh taken care of you have to sacrifice a summoner for <laughs> you it. can't just beat it down and hope for the best <laughs> yeah it's yeah so basically <laughs> it, it, it definitely doesn't call it, like, does, it it looks like a kaiju but it's not some, some more deity than actual kaiju yeah it, it like the Stay Puft Monster Real Man will go down if you hit it, hit it with enough uh, energy, but you still need to have enough energy. You still need to have a proton pack to deal with it. You need more than just a single proton pack. You need a lot of psychokinetic energy. Well, you need a lot of nuclear power when you get down to it. Because if you think about it, that's what the proton packs are are powered by. It's just nuclear energy. Yeah. So that already shows that a nuclear bomb could get rid of the Stay Puft if it were dropped. Okay. So. Speaking of nuclear, um. The behemoths from uh, Fallout Out series, the the giant super mutants, kaiju. I'd classify them as kaiju. They're they're they're, they're they got... the behemoths from Fallout. Yep. Mm-hmm. In Fallout Three, and I think in Fallout Three, Fallout Four, and seventy six yeah, has them now. Yeah, seventy six has them too. Um, I I don't think I'd actually classify these as uh, kaiju or um or kaijin even. They're just really big people. Yeah, because the thing is that they they are formed from radiation because they're all super mutants, which is why I would classify them. But yeah, but they're they're more along the lines of like a Hulk. That's true. More than like an actual giant monster. Every super mutant has the ability to become one of them if they are if they gain enough radiation and they become old enough. Because those are like the oldest of the super mutants, if I remember right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, yes, you're absolutely right about that. But yeah, I I wouldn't classify these guys as like giant monsters by any, or mm. kaiju. 
I mean, they're still big. Anything that's over 20 feet tall is still a big problem. Right. Anything that requires a, anything that could shrug off a, a, a fat boy and come at you still is a big problem. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, they're only in three. There are four as well. I don't think there's any in New Vegas, though. No, none in New Vegas. New Vegas doesn't have them. They're in three, four, and they're in 76 now. Ah, okay. Um, Deathwing from the World of Warcraft series. Oh, Neltharian. Um, oh, for Deathwing, I mean, I would, I'd kind of put that under the whole like more of a dragon than an actual kaiju. It's more of a, it's it's a hundred percent a kami because um, it it's it that one right there is definitely a dragon. Um, because when you get right down to it, like what its whole his whole thing is about is is that the only reason why he gets to the size that he gets is magical corruption from an old god. But he was already kind of big to begin with, and he was still very much dragon in nature when he was created. He came from an egg, he was raised as a dragon, he just got corrupted by an old god's magic. Okay, okay. A really big dragon, but a really, really big one. A very big dragon, 100%. Causes a cataclysm. You. <laughs> you don't cause a cataclysm and not... That's the part that gets me into the kaiju. Causes one cataclysm. The whole thing. All right. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Uh, those are my final thoughts on kaiju, really. If you can fit into at least three out of these four categories, then you can be a kaiju. What about me? Am I a kaiju? <laughs> Only in spirit. Only in spirit, my friend. Only in spirit. In personality. <laughs> my main question is for each of you. Favorite Godzilla monster and why? Ooh, uh, yeah, let's end this with that. Favorite Godzilla monster and why? I... I'm surprisingly a big fan of Mecha Godzilla. I like the idea of a giant Mecha uh, that could be piloted, but I don't like the idea of Mechas going rogue. That really means that I can't pilot that Mecha at any point in time, or else it'll come back to bite me. So you're not a fan of Kiryu, uh, Kiryu Mecha Godzilla? Got it. Mm-hmm. But Mecha Godzilla is one of my favorites. I can I can see that. Uh, for me, Gigan. Like obviously, I'm hyped. I'm hyped about Gigan. It's just the fact that a Gigan is just such a cool concept for a monster. It's a cyborg. It's a cyborg alien, essentially. And honestly, one of Godzilla's next to King Ghidorah, one of Godzilla's biggest like biggest threats that he's ever come across. So Gigan's a regular. Oh yeah, Gigan's Gigan. Gigan always yep. comes back. Yep. I mean, Gigan's coming back again. Yeah, right. <laughs> When will you learn, old man? <laughs> I like the young people. <laughs> How many times do I have to teach you this lesson? That That's it for me. Though. I would say Geigen. What you got, bro? What's yours? Ah, uh, see? Okay, now, this is going to be tough for me. If we're going off of non-Godzilla, but Godzilla, Angurius. I've always really loved the concept of, like, Angurius' yeah. design. I love the spikes. I love how Angurius moves. Yep, I can agree with that. But... I am I'm a I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a sucker. I'll admit it. Godzilla is my favorite. If I'm going into specific versions, um, one of my favorite uh, Godzillas actually, and this is what throws a lot of people off. Aside from Millennium Godzilla, which was green, had the purple dorsal plates, uh, my my one of my two favorite Godzillas is actually uh, the 1978 Hanna Barbera Godzilla. No, I love it. I remember that, that for the Godzilla cartoon, yep. right? Yep, yep, the Godzilla cartoon, which had one of the best intros ever. Yes, it did. And I love that, like, and this is the thing about it. That cartoon didn't use a single standard Godzilla monster. It was all unique created monsters for the series because 
Hanna-Barbera could only get the rights to Godzilla. Yeah. And even then, not quite on brand. No. That's okay, though. But that 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 theme song, though, every single time I played, uh, I can see that. That was a pretty good one. I'd agree. All right. So uh, I'm going to put... I'm gonna say, I put the question back on you there, Kai. What you got? I was gonna say, you all, you all know me. Oh, of course I do. King Ghidorah, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> the Ash Monster, giant three-headed space dragon that shoots lightning out of its mouth. I mean, it's not lightning per se, but it, you know, it looks like lightning. Good enough for me. Looks like lightning. Acts like lightning. Gravity beams. Yeah, you got went for the biggest and the baddest on that one. <laughs> Just yeah. likes flying over and causing random destruction. It was the coolest thing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I think it's officially called a Hydra. I'd say it counts, yeah. Technically, yeah, technically. It, it has three heads. Um, it has to have more than two heads to, class, uh, to uh, classify as a Hydra. And it can regrow its head. So, yes, it, it does classify. So, yeah, that's the that's a Hydra. Yep, 100%. Regeneration's the thing. Okay. So, yeah. Thanks for everybody who came to this podcast. If you have any discussion points or wanting to just sort of complain about this you can add us uh, at, on Twitter and uh, and uh, on our Facebook feed but for now uh, thanks to you everybody for listening this is Gaming Theater Podcast yet another EXP boost and this that's logging out bye everybody bye Toodle. take care Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game, stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. Our cover art is by Adam Parker. You can find him at ParkerGFX on Twitter. If you want to send us some financial support to help with producing things for Gaming Theater, you can do so at Patreon.com slash Gaming Theater Presents. It helps us out. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.